All righty, back out of here on The Fan. It is overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. Going to have Daryl Rotter joining us in a second. I keep doing this thing with the mic. Where I just I keep going up and down. You guys can't notice the volume difference at all, but I, I, don't, I have no idea why I'm doing this. It's like a little – I just started it like three weeks ago. It's like up-down motion with the mic that should do something different. It doesn't, thankfully. Little, just minor infuriating thing for myself there. And a fantastic day and a fantastic night for the Guardians as they end up with a win. Andres Jimenez with the game-winning hit. And we're going to focus ourselves on Gavin Williams at some point throughout the evening because it feels like everything is starting to come together despite some of the problems that we're starting to see within the Tristan McKenzie injury, figuring out what's going to happen with Cal Quantrill, all these different type of things. Winning a game like you did tonight against a, just a horrific A's team, but showing fight. Getting yourself back in there, especially when you're not really scoring a lot. Two for 13 with runners in scoring position. Battling out and getting those wins to move within one game of the Twins in the Central. It's a good job by the Guardians. All right, let's go and talk to our Browns, Guardians, everything insider. His name is Daryl Rotter. Brought to you by Shopping Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Hello, Daryl. How are you tonight? Uh, got this one done just in the nick of time, didn't I? I mean, just barely, and thank <laughs> God for it. Uh, how about that win tonight, Daryl? Yeah, well, they need to. I mean, look, uh, the A's are terrible. So yeah, they, they, the Guardians need to get fat this week and just sweep this series and uh, really get themselves positioned to uh, overtake the Twins in the in the Central. I mean, they're, they're still four games below 500, but a game out. Um, so there's the, the case of the bad news, good news. But um, this is an A team that just they, – they don't score a lot of runs. Uh, you know, they, they had a little bit of a, a blip of a hot streak, but they have uh, cooled off uh, again. So opportunity knocks, um, you know, it's, it, it was a good win in the sense that the Guardians found a way to get it done uh, in the end, even though they scuffled all night, leaving, you know, a small village on the base paths again. Uh, they struggled with runners in scoring position. Uh, they started the night 0 for 8 before they were able to finally – uh, get a run across. So, um, uh, good news. They, they handled their business tonight. Just, uh, would have been nice if, uh, they didn't take 10 innings to do it. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at it like, you know, the A's drive Ferraris too. I mean, they're, they're still a professional team. So we have to, you know, have to look at it a little bit that way. I, I, well, hang on. I, uh, I, I don't think anyone would say the A's drive Ferraris. <laughs> I, they're still they're pros. They are picking out of the used car lot, my hey, friend. Listen, the, the Guardians aren't up against a bunch of baristas tonight, though. Like, they still I, – I can't – I got to give them some credit. Like, Savali came out there, and he pitched he his great. butt off. I thought he's – and I thought he's looked really good since he's been yeah. back as well. That's a positive, Daryl. Yeah, Tito was real happy with what they got from, from Aaron Savali tonight. And uh, Savali just told us in the clubhouse, hey, you know, basically my job's to – to give us a shot to win, even though he left uh, down two nothing, um, you know it, it, the game certainly wasn't over, and the Guardians were able to get him off the hook because uh, he would not have been deserving of his uh, third loss with the way he pitched six and two thirds innings, two earned runs on five hits, with six strikeouts and three walks. I mean, there is really nothing else uh, that you can ask uh, from your starting pitcher uh, there. So. Uh, he, he was fantastic. And you know what? The bullpen deserves some credit. Sam yes. Henches, Trevor Steffen, Emmanuel Classe, and then Daniel De Los Santos, a combined three and a third scoreless innings. And, 
a great job by Delos Santos there in the 10th inning because it's never easy when you have to start an inning with a runner automatically sitting at second base and he was able to get out of that. And then, uh, you know, the Guardians were able to just uh, really capitalize in the bottom of the inning when they intentionally walked Josh Naylor. And it doesn't help when Fry has the pass ball. You know, it made things tougher. You put the runner on third then. Did, did you like the move of Tito to pinch hit for Bo Naylor, who struggled since calling up, but it's a very short time of him being up here and then went with Fry there in a, a, a big spot in the game? I didn't like it, but I understood it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, I wanted to see Bo get an opportunity in that situation just because he, they're going to need him to be in those type of pressure cooker at bats. However, uh, the fact that he has, uh, you know, he hasn't collected his first major league hit yet. Uh, you maybe protect him a little bit there by taking him out of that situation. Uh, my hope though, is we get to two weeks down the line here. Uh, Jonathan, and he doesn't make that move. He does leave Bo in there to go ahead and handle that situation. But like I said, I didn't like the move, but I understood why Tito did it. One game out from the Twins for the top of the Central. Pretty easy stretch coming up here too, Daryl. It's not not terribly difficult. Not a murderer's row for the next four series or so. I, I, I don't know. You, you starting to buy into what this Guardians team can be because of how bad this division is? Or is this uh, something... Yeah, well... It, it, yeah, it, it, God bless the uh, American League Central Division. Um, <laughs> that's that's ultimately uh, what uh, is giving the, the Guardians any semblance of life and hope. If they were in any other division in baseball, um, <clears throat> I don't know that they would be, uh, you know, have an opportunity to do uh, much with their season this year uh, unless they reeled off another one of those uh, famous uh, August double-digit win streaks that we're accustomed to. But you're right. You know, they've got the Brewers, uh, the Royals, uh, you know, neither one really doing much of anything. And then they got uh, the the Cubbies after that uh, before they have to host uh, uh, the Braves. So there is an opportunity here before the All-Star break for them to catch a little fire here, take advantage of the schedule, get some wins under their belt, hopefully get themselves above 500 going into the all-star break and i think if they certainly do that uh they can feel really good about where they're at considering everything they've been through here in the first half of the season gavin williams big player six six has some meat on him and throws a big fastball as well he's, he's just a big a, boy yeah yeah no doubt about that uh what With are your expectations? thrower of a right arm yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> could you tell could you tell was there a little bit of a vibe there where people are understanding <laughs> gavin williams is, is around the corner can't can't wait to watch him tomorrow night you know it's um Again, it's a credit to the organization how deep they are. Um, typically, when you lose three-fifths of your uh, starting rotation within, well, I'd say the first, I don't know, what, six weeks of the season, you, you're usually toast. Like that, that. <laughs> But um, the, the youth that they have down there, uh, Terry Francona talked about this before the game. Uh, when you look at what they have, Tristan McKenzie now, uh, he's lost for another, at minimum four to six, he's shut down. So he's going to be out for a few months. Um, I'm really concerned about that elbow. He's going to get a second opinion, but, um, you know, it's an embarrassment of riches in young pitching that they have. And now, <laughs> God bless Tito. He, he did, <laughs> he was. <laughs> He was asked about bringing Williams up out of necessity, and he said, "Hold the phone there. It's, we're not bringing him up out of necessity. We think he, we think he's, you know, he's ready to go, and we want to see what he can do up here for us." So, 
Um, I, I, this is not a spot start. Williams will be here to stay, uh, I think. And um, like I said, I, I'm excited to see his debut uh, tomorrow because everything that I have heard about him, uh, the fastball is explosive. He's really worked on some of his uh, off-speed stuff, too. Um, you know, 80-plus strikeouts in the minors, uh, you know, combined Akron and Columbus. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching this kid tomorrow. Yeah, I, I feel like the Guardians deserve credit, Daryl. You know, between Williams, between Naylor, between Bybee, between Allen, they're calling up guys yeah. that in years past we wouldn't see them call up. Well, they're, they're calling guys up, number one, but they're, they're, uh, certainly situations have forced them to, to call a couple of these guys up. But they're also, uh, you know, calling them up with, uh, with the understanding that these kids aren't coming up to save the season. Yeah. Um, you, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and really, i got to be honest with you, last year, and I think I've talked about this with you, last year really they, they, they were ahead of schedule. The, the cart went before the horse last year. Um, the, issue, the issues and the, and, and, you know, the challenges that they have dealt with here so far this season, they were expecting to deal with last year, minus the injury part, but I'm talking about inconsistencies in the lineup, guys you know, struggling to find their footing. Uh, offensively at times. Uh, these are issues that they were expecting to have last year, and then what happened last year, they were hoping would happen this year. Um, so it is it is something for folks to understand that might be a little frustrated that this team has not replicated what they put together a year ago. It is a very relatively young club, one of the youngest in baseball, but with a ton of talent. Um, Williams, I believe, is the number 16 prospect on uh, MLB.com's top 100 prospects. Bo Naylor was a couple of slots down. There's like three or four other Guardians uh, position players on that top 100 list as well. So, yeah, they brought kids up. They still have kids in waiting. Yeah, Daryl Ryder. Brought to you by Shabin Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. One Browns question. Let me sneak it in. Uh, what did you learn about the land bridge? And give me the Cliff Notes version for someone that, like myself, that maybe I, 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 I try, I really try to keep up with it, but I don't necessarily know what happened last night. Can you break it down for me? Well, I, not so much last night. This happened actually last week. I just happened to check on it last night because the process was taking forever, so I actually forgot about it, in all honesty. <laughs> okay. Uh, the the $62 million was not in the budget that the Senate passed for that particular project. Um, so what happens now, because the House bill was about a little under 600 pages, this Senate bill is now uh, – nearly 2,000 pages, uh, they got to put their heads together in Columbus and reconcile both bills before it goes to the governor's desk for a signature. So maybe there's a chance in the reconciliation process they put that $62 million project back in there. I don't think that's going to happen, um, that it's, it's a little bit of uh, a bump in the road. However, they can always go back and ask for it for, you know, the, the 2026-2027 budget, which now that starts to line up with the actual construction that may or may not take place down on the lakefront involving the stadium itself. So bumping the road, yes, but it's, I don't think it, it kills the project in its entirety. All right, Daryl. Thank you so much. Fantastic work. Appreciate you, and we'll talk to you later.
You got it, China. Thank you, Daryl. Daryl right there, brought to you by Shop and Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. We come on back, a little bit more reaction from the Guardians. We also have Aaron Zavali for you guys as well. Ross Tucker in the 11 o'clock hour. We'll get to all of it. It's overtime with Jonathan Beetlein here with you on the fan. But first, make it easy this summer to follow our show and any Cleveland team. Simply download the Odyssey app and follow Overtime with Jonathan Peterlin or one of the team names in town. You're going to get direct access to clips, show reminders, and so much more. Use the Odyssey app to listen to me. No matter where you are, including your smart speakers, say play 92.3 The Fan.